On today's show, let's have some fun on a Friday. We're playing Whiteboard Friday, answering questions. Which team in the NBA should blow it up? Which team in the NBA may make a move at the trade deadline that might affect the Mavericks? And which team do you want and not want in a playoff series this year? We'll answer all that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. believe you shouldn't be here. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe and watch us play some whiteboard games today on the show and joining me as always my co-host contributor writer at mavs.com the whiteboard white boy what you got for me isaac harris i was about to take uh take 32 <laughs> for us on that cold open just outed here, me in front of the entire it's not like we've been doing this for six years and i just it took me four takes just to get that intro but here <laughs> we are it the snow threw me off today is what happened <laughs> it was a good snow day i mean and Assuming a lot of you had power, I, I did try to look into it. I feel like a majority of people had power. Still, some I didn't hear people. from anybody that didn't. So, yeah. So, um, you know, when you have power, it's a good snow day. Yeah, right. <laughs> and a fun snow day. Uh, got out. It's warm yeah. when you come home. That's good. Yeah, got outside and played with the kids today a little bit. But um, all star Luka Doncic is an all star again, third time. Um, it's his fourth year in the league. We'll, we'll give him the applause. Let's go. <laughs> this guy. Still a I big mean, deal. We could do a whole thing about his accolades at where he's at at his age. It's just it's just dumb. It's 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 dumb in a good way <laughs> of I mean, this is his third all-star game in his fourth season. We know he's been, you know, he's first team, first team All NBA. That, like that, that achievement right there is the biggest thing of everything. That you've been first team All NBA uh, for two seasons, and it's just insane. Luca, Luca is, uh, yeah, he's gonna. I mean, he's already <laughs> on track to have this resume that's gonna be insane individually. He's gonna have the all time stats. He's gonna have all these All Stars and All NBAs and all that. The only thing that's going to like separate Luca and put Luca into that next category is the thing that matters the most, right? It's it's rings, and he's going to have all the other stuff. According to uh, so Callie Kaplan looked this up. She tweeted out: Luka Doncic is the seventh player in NBA history to earn three All Star berths before his twenty third birthday. Can you name all of them, Isaac Harris? I actually saw the list today. You saw the list. Okay, yeah. uh, just you can just pretend to guess. Ready? Set, there's there's six players. And God. how many times? Do you now? still want me to guess? I, st- I said pretend to guess. Kobe, <laughs> Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Shaquille O'Neal, Isaiah Thomas, the the Pistons one, the good one, Kyrie Irving, and Anthony Davis, who is not an All Star this year. Neither of those guys are All Stars this year. So Luca, an incredibly good company. The other players joining Luka Doncic are um. Are Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Carl Anthony Towns in the West and the East. Jimmy Butler, Darius Garland, James Harden, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Fred Van Vliet. A kind of weird group of all-stars this year. There's a bunch of random players out, and so a bunch of guys got in. 
Uh, but it seems like that that's happening year over year now the last couple of years. But uh, any snubs that stood out to you? I mean, we, we talked about Porzingis' path to an all-star about, you know, a month and a half ago. Uh, and he's missed too many games and, you know, and all that. Uh, the Mavericks are not in a good enough place record-wise for him to even get snub consideration at this point, I don't think. But anybody stand out to you as a snub? No, I mean, I think in the West, as soon as Wiggins was announced as a starter, I think it pretty much locked in the whole reserves, right? I mean, yeah, it, I did. You know, DeJounte Murray, uh, you know, it's the, you know, Draymond, the broadcast, you know, when they announced it, you know, Draymond was on that, you know, that live broadcast there. And, you know, he said that he wasn't going to play in the game. Adam Silver's going to have to name a replacement. Um, I'm here to lead the riot if AD gets picked over DeJounte Murray. This is the um, this is the ultimate Mavericks fan. Like, okay, would you rather have the Laker or the Spur? Right? No, and give me the Spur. I know for Murray. I know I know for you. We we all understand for you and where you stand at this. Uh, um, if y'all sure, didn't know, I, think, I hate the Lakers. I think most <laughs> other Mavericks fans would probably stick with you too. But let us know who who would you rather have, Anthony Davis or Dejounte Murray, and as and as a, a replacement for Draymond Green. And I'm sure other players are gonna have to have replacements for this as well. Uh, and we'll see how far down the list we get. But uh, I think those two guys are the biggest ones that stand out as snubs. The other ones mentioned, like SGA, Jaron Jackson, Jared, uh, no. Jared Allen. Um, yeah, in the East, I mean, Lamelo. Yeah, I I would love to see Lamelo in this game. Um, you know, the Bucks are good, so I mean, I guess you know, Middleton, Drew. Middleton's already in, but Drew Holiday could be the the third one. Yeah, I mean, I. I think personally, I would have had Jared Allen in maybe over Middleton or Lamelo in that, but yeah, yeah. Oh, well. So, so that's the All Star group. So that is where it stands, and we'll see what happens with uh, with Luca and how how seriously he takes this All Star game because we have not seen yeah. that in the past. I will say it's in in Cleveland. We know the uh, Slovenia population yeah, good call, good call. in in Cleveland, so uh, that should be a, a, a fun one. As they I talked to. to I talked to Chris Manning, our Locked On Cavs host, the other day, and we were talking about that, how there's so many Slovenians in Cleveland and how um, from the time that from the time that LeBron left to this season when the Cavs are good again, the games Luka played in Cleveland were the loudest that arena ever got, no matter what happened, like at any point. Uh, and so I think that cool. I think it's that's really going to matter, and I think it's going to matter to Luca. So this this year, that's a good point. He may probably uh, show out a little bit more in this All-Star game than in years past. Yeah, so he could do that. There was, uh, you know, the Mavs released a, a press release today throwing some different stats and stuff in there. But the last paragraph, I, I didn't know this. This could be like public knowledge as far as some celebrations and stuff for All-Star Weekend. But the 75th anniversary team is going to be honored at All-Star Weekend. And Dirk's going to be there. Um, obviously, Jason Kidd um, plans on being there. And I'm just really excited for that because... So I always love seeing, you know, the pictures and, you know, looking back at the 50th team, you know, everybody had their cool jackets, yeah, jackets. And, you know, just seeing everybody represented on the court, you know, old players, new players. So if they replicate that, I think that's going to be really, really cool. Yeah, I'd be really excited to see all that together. Um, so there you go. That's the all-star field. Let's start to play our game today. Our game is whiteboard where we ask a question and we answer it on the whiteboard. And you guys listening on the podcast, we will explain everything that we write and uh, laugh hysterically when we draw something dumb. And then uh, on YouTube, you guys can see us all here. Let's start with it. The team that should blow it up in the NBA is who? Three, two, one. Ooh. Isaac went with the, Isaac went with the Clippers. 
I'm going with the Blazers and or the or Wizards. I'll throw Wizards in there a little bit, but mm. t- tell me, break down the Clippers version. Is it is it Paul George and Kawhi related or outside of those two guys? I, I think yeah. I mean, I, I guess if we want to define what blow it up means, it could be like all the bigger pieces too. But for me, if I'm the Clippers, I think everybody outside of Paul George and Kawhi, I'm calling around the league saying, all right, who wants who wants these guys? Draft picks, you know, younger players, um, you know, whatever it is. So that's why I'm looking at Reggie Jackson. I'm seeing if I can get off the contract of Marcus Morris, um, you know, Nick Batum, which I, I mean, I saw a report, you know, yesterday that they are at least listening to some of these things with Nick Batum, some of the vets on the roster. But, you know, obviously Luke Kennard, you know, makes a, you know, a good little chunk of change on that extension and stuff. But, I, if I'm the Clippers, I'm blowing it up outside of those two guys. I'm saying Paul George, don't come back for the rest of the year. Kawhi's going to be out the rest of the year. Let's just let's take our year off. Let's trade off some pieces and reset for next season. See, I think I mean I think they're ready made when they come back. I mean this this Clippers team has actually played pretty well. You look at the difference between the Clippers and the Lakers, and the Lakers have had some of their stars, and the Clippers do not. And the Clippers have played way better at times. And so you look at that cast and you say, okay, well. Let's just build this cast around a little bit more so when those guys do come back, we're just fine. So that that's a team I do not see blowing it up at all, especially since their window is so small with those two guys. Yeah. The Blazers, however, they have tried and tried mm. and tried again. And this year was supposed to be the year. I was talking to our Locked On Blazers host, Mike Richmond, the other day, and he said, this team should have won 44 games. There's no way this team shouldn't have won 44 games, but they can't stay on the court. They just can't stay together at all. They have all these pieces like, like Dame and CJ and like – Think about think about their starting lineup. The Mavs would take any single player in that starting lineup and put it in their starting lineup. Dame, CJ, Covington, Larry Nance Jr., and uh, Nurkic, right? Like maybe yeah. Nurkic for Porzingis yeah. is not the one that you would pick because you probably wouldn't play those two guys together. But uh, like any of those players, the Mavs would take. And so the Blazers is, is my team that they're gonna, they're definitely going to make a move. I'm not sure how big of the of, of a move they're going to make, uh, but they will make some kind of move. So yeah. that's. Yeah. Well, I was reading an article with the Blazers GM and they were just talking about the team and how, you know, he he put it out there. He's like, hey, I'm you know, we can't stomach a full rebuild like to go that far back. But he's asked about yeah, Dame and, and Indiana are like the same. <laughs> I think Indiana is probably closer to that than them. But but, you know, he, he was asked about Dame's like rehab and stuff and they don't even have a timetable. So no. for me, it feels like this season. Hey, and he said this has been a lingering issue for like years for Dame. It feels like they just like went to him and say, "Hey, bro, we're gonna suck this year. If now's the time to get this surgery, yeah. get it. Just take the year, and uh, we'll see." But I don't know what they do at the deadline. Do they ship off CJ and really blow it up, or do they try to trade off some of the you know Nurkic, Covington expiring contracts, Norman Powell? And well, Nasir Little's out, but they do have like the Simons, Nasir Little. Like they have yeah. some of these younger guys that they could package with some you know some picks and stuff to go get somebody. But it doesn't seem like they're they're gonna do that this year. All right, coming up, we got some more. Which team should stand pat at the trade deadline? Which is the team that comes out and surprises everybody? We'll talk about those two teams. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is your place to go check out the latest lines and odds all over sports. They have NFL right now, they have so many football lines, props, odds, things that you can go and put some money down on right down to the Super Bowl. You can go check out all the game props. They have stuff like how many fighter jets are going to fly o- or do, do the flyover uh, Four. B- before the game. Four is, is on there. I think five was the, the leader in the clubhouse if you wanted to go uh, bet on that. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, uh, news, and 
everything this season. It's not just football. BetOnline has up to the mid odds on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with real live updates of current games. Don't wait to take on uh, to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's keep playing our game of whiteboard where we answer questions around the NBA. Hot button issues. The Guardian is pissed about this game. (laughs) (laughs) I just got that. Uh, The team that should stand pat in the NBA. Uh, The trade deadline's coming up. It's next week. The team that should stand pat and not do anything is who? I'm going Phoenix. I'm, I just drove Sun. <laughs> I just drove Sun too. Yeah, the the Suns, man. I I think that's in, and I I feel like some people could listen to that and be like, all right, well, come on, you just say the best team in the league, and I I don't think that's always the case, right? Like, you know, you look across. I I think the Suns. I don't I don't think they have hardly any holes at all. Like that's the if I'm the Suns, even more than the Warriors, I'm the Suns looking at and saying, all right, like. I'm I'm cool with my team. Like Utah, they need to make a move. Like I mean, I mean even like Memphis. Memphis has the most like they're so fun right now because they're so yeah. confident and they're playing so well. Like it, it's hard, you know, not to you know root for those guys. I guess if you're LeBron, um, and LeBron and Lakers, you know that whole Desmond Bain thing. Funny. Did you enjoy that? Uh, I enjoyed Desmond Bain. <laughs> Um, but no, I think it's the Suns. I think they're the best team, um, you know, top to bottom in the league. Yeah, I think when you go to the East, I mean, I feel like every team in the East up top can make some type of move. Like even Milwaukee with the bench, they need a big. So they need another big. It's just, Brooklyn it's just is a mess. And Port- Porter's right now. Brooklyn, Brooklyn the other night. Kyrie and Harden combined for 18 points in a loss. James Johnson had 18 points off the bench. You guys remember James that's, Johnson? That's like, do you guy. remember James Johnson? Yes. Oh, I do. He scored Wes more than Kyrie. Had like, no, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's the Suns, too, that they don't need to make a move. They even have like interesting backups. Like Their backup center position is probably their weakest spot, and they still have all these interesting guys they've brought in. And um, you know They had Bizback Miambo be good for them. They had Jalen Smith have that little run. They had Frank Kaminsky have a little run. It just seems like anybody that, that jumps into whatever spot there, it's just so well built at this point that uh, like what would they do? You don't really want to even mess up continuity at that point. Yeah. No, it's the Suns. I think it's pretty clear. I, I could hear the case for the Warriors, but I, I think those are literally the only two teams that I'm like, hey, I'm not calling anybody right now. Uh, the team at the trade deadline that will surprise everyone. The team Ooh, that will make... This is a prediction. Prediction. Prediction about the trade deadline. Team that will make some kind of move that will surprise everybody uh, is... Three, two, one. Ooh, Philly. What's the surprise? And I put Atlanta. What's the team that what's what's the Philly move or the non-move that would surprise everybody? I think they move Ben Simmons. I, I said this on yesterday's pod. Is I that, feel like that's a surprise now. Like we've come all the way full circle that okay, they're definitely gonna move Simmons. And then we were like, okay, they're not gonna move Ben Simmons, and now we're back to it would be a surprise if they did move him. I feel like most national people right now are like, no, nah, they're not gonna trade him. They're gonna hold out, hold yeah. out for the hardened stuff, like all of that. I just and once again, I'm probably going to be wrong, you know, past the deadline. But I just feel like going into Thursday, Maury's going to sit back and say, Embiid's having this in, insane season. We're already pretty dang good. We're close to the one seed. Let's, let, and they're going to get some. I think they're going to get a really good offer, a couple of really good offers, you know, near the 
ending buzzer there. So from, many buyers this year. Yeah, whether it's Sacramento, whoever it is, and they're going to look at it and say, dang, a couple of those pieces and a draft, you know, a couple of draft picks or something like that. Like, let's do this. We could, Let's go all in. We don't want to waste an Embiid year and all of that. So I think they trade him, and I think it'll surprise people. I think the Hawks may make a Ben Simmons type move, right? I think they may make that move. The, the, don't forget the Cam Reddish trade that they made to the Knicks is a table setting move. That is a move where they bring back a first round pick because they've been shopping Cam Reddish for like almost two years and trying to figure out where to send him. And nobody wanted him except for the Knicks for you know for a, for a pick. And so they said, well, we can we can sell another another first round pick better than we can sell this guy Cam Reddish that we drafted. Uh, that that was supposed to make the Luka Doncic trade, you know, completely <laughs> completely worth it for them. Um, but I, I, that's a table setting move that I think they're they're prone to make another one. They've got a bunch of dudes. They're they're really they had some ups and downs this year. They're eight and two in their last ten. So they've had a, an up stretch, uh, up stretch. They've had hmm. a stretch where they've been up recently. Uh, but they're still like an under 500 team. They just made it back into the play in. I mean, they're still really disappointed with themselves compared to what where they were last year. So. I think a big move is, is coming for them. And they come to town on Sunday, you know, against the Mavs. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess Philly, you guessed Atlanta. Philly's, you know, in town tonight in oh, Dallas. We, we had them on the brain, I guess. We were just talking about the schedule. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, you know, Dallas, we know, have, has lost two games in a row. This They don't need to lose two more games and be on this uh, on a four-game losing streak. But both these teams are playing you know, pretty well. For Atlanta, does this, you know, does their recent streak change anything with John Collins? That's something I'm I'm watching of man, does what happens with John Collins now? Where's his value? You know, is Dallas still interested in John Collins and how that whole thing works? We'll see. Do you see that fake trade the other day that I think uh Mavs FFL tweeted out? That was uh um, that was like ESPN made like a fake trade about John Collins. That was the Mavs sending like Dorian. It was Dorian, Maxi Bullock, and two first-round picks for John Collins. Oh, two firsts? I know. For John I don't Collins. know about that. I, I did hear somebody on the ringer, uh, might have been Bill and somebody else, do talk about a three-way trade that I'm like, that's not, actually not that uh, with Boston, Atlanta, and Dallas. Do you remember and the parameters? <clears throat> those parameters, basically, Marcus Smart to Atlanta, John Collins to Dallas, Brunson, another piece to Boston. And just as like kind of the foundation of it. And... I kind of understand all sides on that point, uh, but I'm so wary of the Brunson for like a, you know, a John Collins or a guy that doesn't create with the ball in his hands. Cause man, yeah. the, the Mavs are already like begging for somebody else to create and they just, they don't need to get rid of the guy that they, <laughs> they have for a guy that doesn't. Right. That's why, you know, we've seen a couple of different places now, you know, I've seen a recent, you know, Bleacher Report article. Um, I feel like it was another place too, that talked about Detroit's interest in, in Jalen Brunson and man, it's just hard to you know look at Detroit and Dallas just straight up and say, okay, well if you know if Detroit really wanted to get Brunson, what are you what are you getting back if you're Dallas? That I mean, it it, it has to center around Jeremy Grant if that's the that's the outside of Jeremy Grant. I don't know what you're really giving up Brunson for because like I love Sadiq Bay, but I'm not giving up Brunson for Sadiq Bay. Like Killian Hayes, what is Killian yeah. Hayes right now? So like um, that that's the only thing with detroit but we'll see also go read uh jalen brunson just recently did a a a a one-on-one interview uh, kind of about a different you know a few different things i want to say it's bleacher report i think that's what it is um i think i texted to you today but he answered a few things just about uh the upcoming offseason being a free agent 
Um, he's excited for it and just a few different things. Um, I thought there were a few quotes in there that were, um, yeah, worth reading. So, so there you go. All right, let's talk uh, coming up. The team that is panicking right now that may make a panic-type move and the team from the Mavs angle that you don't, absolutely don't want to make a move and would want to see and would not want to see in a playoff series. Talk about all that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that works in all weathers. It works in snow because you can freeze them, and they're delicious when you freeze them. They're delicious when they're cold. They're delicious when they're warm, when it heats up in a couple days, when it gets back to like 80 degrees somehow, and we all forget that it snowed a couple days ago. You can get all these bars, and they work in any kind of weather. Go check it out. Coconut Brownie Chunk is the best bar that is I've maybe ever had. 150 ca- grams of uh, 100, 150 calories. I don't think it's grams of calories. I don't think that's a thing. 15 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar. Go check it out. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Go try it. You can try a mixed box to try any single uh, flavor of Built Bar if you want to try them all. You can build your own box with three different flavors. You can just get one box with one single flavor. I did that recently. Got the Coconut Brownie Chunk and the Puff Bars, the Churro Puffs. Go check it out. Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's keep playing whiteboard. The team that is panicking right now in the NBA that may make a panic trade at the trade deadline is three, two, one. Oh, Wizards, and I said the Utah Jazz. Isaac, the Wizards are going to make a panic trade. I just, yeah, I mean, they started off uh, playing pretty good at the beginning of the season. Uh, it's been pretty rough over the past month or so for them. Real and, rough. You know, they're, just, they're in this weird spot now with Brad Beal of, you know, going to give him this, you know, huge extension. Does he still want it? What, you know, where's the roster? Like, yeah, you got off Russell Westbrook, and, th- and that was incredible. Like, you got pieces. Like, Kuzman's been playing good this season. I mean, heck, what do you got for Westbrook? That's a win right there. Kuzma but, won them the game the other day against, against the Sixers. I mean, he's been good. Yeah, he's, he's been good. And so, like, I think that that's, winning that trade is kind of, like, uh, wearing off now um, of, yeah. okay, now we got to figure, you know, this crap out. And I that's the team I'm watching of, do they do something panicky to just try to show Brad Beal? Do they want to pay Brad Beal a massive contract, you know, in his thirties there? But I don't, I don't know what direction they're going. They could go, they could go all in over the next week and trade for like Sabonis and like somebody else Ooh. and say, all right, we're going for it. Or they could like sell off pieces and get like, or they could swing a Bradley Beal trade. And I like, wouldn't be that shocked. They already have Bradley Beal. Like, like trade him. <laughs> It, Atlanta. Philly. I don't. I don't see a Bradley Beal trade. The the rumors about the Dinwiddie stuff has has been so funny to me. He's not played well, and his teammates don't like him. They want to trade Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay, well, let's see what you can do with him. A lot of Mavs fans wanted Dinwiddie. To me, it's Utah. I think Utah was was mm. on the brink recently of just. I mean, if you listen to David Locke on Locked on Jazz at all, he's talking about the end of an era <laughs> already. Oh. Like, like it's just going to be the end of this, you know, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell era in Utah. Mm. Because remember, this team was like kicking. This team was the Suns just last year, right? This team was was winning sixty plus games and was absolutely killing it. And now they're you know way below that and have have not been playing well recently. They've had injuries. They've had all this stuff. And now Joe Ingles is going to be out for the season. They got to make some kind of move. They got to replace Joe Ingles' production because they were already pretty shallow before then. Some of their guys had not panned out for them. 
And so uh, I could see them panicking and, and doing something because uh, Donovan Mitchell, I, I think, has to make a decision about his future pretty soon here. And they have the new owner. You know new owners always want to make some kind of move. They got Dwayne Wade in the front office. You know Dwayne Wade's going to do something dumb, right? If you're a Mavs fan, listen to this. You just know it. You're just waiting for it. Um, so uh, Donovan Mitchell is signed for the next signed for the next three years after this one. So uh, he doesn't have to make a decision. But, I mean, he's a star at any point. He could say, hey, this is not working, and I need to get out of here. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the Jazz could make some kind of come some kind of huge move because I mean, are they going to match up against the Suns, the Warriors, the you know anybody no. in the like? I mean, I think they're getting. I think it may be a first round exit for them again. Yeah, the you know one of Bogdanovich or the that contract of Ingles uh, will probably be moved for for something else to get another piece in there to make a make a playoff run. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. The uh, from a Mavs angle, a team that you don't want to see make a move that you're looking at, say, just don't make a move. Don't don't do something. Don't don't test me. Don't try. This, it. Ready? This one was super hard for me because it's like there. Do you pick a team that's in the group there with the Mavs or do you pick a? OK, let's just go. Three, two, one. <laughs> I kept with Memphis and I, or I, I kept with Utah and Isaac picked Memphis for me. Let's just stay on Utah. Don't make a move. I think if the Mavs play the Utah in the first round, I'm feeling good about that. Maybe if they yeah. they do something, they change it up, then I may may not feel as good about it. But uh, I, it's a no. Utah is a known quantity to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think naturally you don't want you know any of the you know Denver Clippers, you know Utah. You don't want any of those guys to make any type of move. I pick Memphis because you know Memphis is in, is in this group too. They could very well play Memphis in the first round too. Um, but I just I feel like Memphis is almost going to replace Atlanta for some Mavs fans as far as the comparison game. I feel like the the Trey Young Luca thing, you know, was a natural you know tie in to okay. Let's compare the Mavs and the Hawks, different conferences, but like how they build, how they how their teams going, postseason success, and all this stuff. And I feel like Memphis is almost going to replace them because of the proximity, conference, everything. And they got this young guy in Jaw, Jaw's taking the leap. Now he's in that like stratosphere. You know, he, he's in that Trey Young level of okay. He's good enough to be in that Luka Doncic type of top 30 top 20 player in the league you know conversation so where how does it look on the Mavs if Memphis goes you know moves forward in, in the playoffs they make a move they make an all-in move and they start moving forward it's like dang did they kind of like leapfrog us in the you know up and coming young team with a young superstar they drafted you know really really well and all of that so I just don't want them to make a move. They're really fun. I'll root for them in the playoffs if they're not playing uh, Dallas. But selfishly, I'm like, hey, don't, just stand pat, guys. Don't make any type of cool move. Um, the team that you want in a playoff series, if you're the Mavs, if you're you're sitting there right now saying, okay, Suns and Warriors are 1-2. Memphis is probably going to stick in that three spot unless they collapse and somebody else rises up. Utah's four, but they're beatable. Mavs, five. Nuggets, six. Timberwolves seven, Clippers eight, Lakers even nine. That whole thing could be interchangeable at some point. Which team do you want? Three, two, one. <laughs> I did three in a row. I did three in a row, Utah, and Isaac picked the Clippers. I also put Memphis on mine as well. Tell me, tell me the reason for the clips. 
I just want I, I want it. I think you want to do it again. You want to run it I back. I do. Run it. <laughs> run it back and beat them. Mainly because I don't think Kawhi is going to be there. So um, sign he's me not going to be able for, to score fifty in the playoffs and beat the Mavs with maybe the greatest playoff game he's ever played. <laughs> um, somebody got really upset that we said that the other day. Uh, Zach, Zach Lowe, maybe like the smartest basketball guy that does media, what like went on a whole tangent about how Kawhi may have played one of the 10 best playoff games in NBA history against yeah. the Mavericks. So if Zach Lowe can say it, I'm fine saying it. I feel like I got like a, either a couple tweet thread or like a DM, long DM about how dumb we were for saying it. Anyway, um, let's ex- exercise that, some hey, demons. If that's what we're dumb about, then hey, that's that's totally fine with me. We've that's been right, we've been right. way dumber about other stuff before. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> Just, yeah, exercise some demons, mainly because Kawhi's out. And, you know, if it, even if it's healthy Paul George, Paul George in this team against Luka Doncic and, you know, the Mavs, like, I, I think they'd beat him this time around. I picked Utah as the team because man, they, were my, can, they were my close second. Can you imagine if the Mavs had played Utah the last two years instead of the Clippers the last two years? I think this mm. is, a, I think we may be looking at this team completely different. Right, because the Mavs, that's what the map. That's what the front office is. This is what the front office too. says. I kind of agree with them on that. On that point, I still think they would have to make. You know, I still think they should make moves, and the team is flawed, and all that kind of stuff. But I think that if they would have played a different team, it may have been a different story. And Luca may have made you know Western Conference Finals one of those years. Yeah. Oh, what's the what's the dialogue about you know Kristaps Porzingis? If you know you don't play yeah. the Clippers the past two years, you play a guy like Rudy Gobert. Or, you know, well, something the first like that. year against the Clippers, you forget he was he was like. That's true. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. he was doing well, and then got hurt in you know in game three or game, game was game early in game four. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, the bubble playoffs didn't count, so I and don't. And then really it, was, <laughs> it was last year. And I also bought Memphis on there. The Mavs do have Memphis's number a little bit, right? Like the Mavs seem to beat Memphis. Uh, that doesn't always equate to playoff success when you have a team's number in the regular season. But I would feel yeah. confident going in that game. I think the Mavericks would feel confident going into that game, and I do think that matters. That the Mavs would feel pretty confident going into that one. That okay. We can we can win this game, uh, and we can win this series. I would put Denver last on that list. Um, I know. I, I just don't. I don't want to play them. I don't want to play Jokic. Uh, I feel like Denver always. You know, outside of Luka Phoenix, well. Golden State, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Like if we're just saying that, um, like I, I mean, obviously, I think I'd put the Lakers. You know, last on that. If Lakers just limp into the playoffs and LeBron and AD is healthy, I don't want to play LeBron and AD. I'm sorry. The with refs, those, with, I was gonna say, with those refs, <laughs> the refs will not be on your side, and I don't want to play. I just, don't, I can't, I can't handle this podcast. Can't handle a, a Lakers, Lakers mass series because I, I don't know if I could talk to Nick after some games, and it would. But uh, last one here, team that you do, well, the team that you don't want to face in the in the playoffs. Actually, we just did that. We just, I was gonna say, I feel ju- like I just said we just answered <laughs> that one ta- without, without doing whiteboard. How much time we have left? My time, my negative, time is missing. negative one minute. Okay, let me bring up something. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, no, 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 you got to do it. One more thing. Nah, nailed it. So a few days ago, Jake Fisher uh, dropped a little nugget about Miles Turner and how Miles Turner could be back a little bit earlier than what some of us, you know, have have imagined. Mm-hmm. And how he got a new foot scan. It's looking like, you know, after the All-Star break, maybe late February, early March at the latest. And I just want to toss it out there. Does that, I feel like a lot of people kind of just wrote off Miles Turner trade possibilities for anybody out there. We know Mark Stein reported before that even happened that the Mavericks had backed off Turner and all that. But I feel like it could, 
the Turner talks could be like creeping back in over the next few days. And should Dallas still be interested, even if you don't see him until the first of March? Well, the the Pacers came out with this, you know, rumor that they're they're selling off everybody, and then they're like, "Well, we're not selling Brogdon, and oh, we're also not selling so bonus." And it's like, okay, well, and then Turner's hurt. It's like, okay, well, who who actually are you trading? Is it just Karis Levert? It's like literally just Karis Levert. So I don't think I don't think a Miles Turner trade is off for everybody. I think that that Charlotte deal is still way on the table. I feel like that's the deal that stands out. Um, but man, if the Mavs could could turn you know this deadline into CJ and Miles Turner, I'm I'm still in on that. That's been your thing for. That's been so. my thing for like two years now. <laughs> I've sent you some trades over the past few days that are are, are wild. They but. have like eighteen players in them. The one that the ones that Zach Lowe makes fun of. <laughs> Let me have fun. Oh, we do have fun with it. So there you go, fun on a Friday. Thanks so much for for hanging out with us, guys. We will have a post game show after the Sixers game tonight. If you're listening, watching this on Friday in the U.S. Um, or wherever else it is Friday on today. Shout out to everybody watching this where it's Saturday for you. But uh, we will have a game app. We have a post game pod app in the Sixers game. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Yeah. Boom.